Hello, this is Ayan from newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Wednesday, the 22nd of April. In case you find the audio quality unsatisfactory, let me tell you that we at News Laundry are recording our podcasts from home because of the ongoing coronavirus lockdown. So please bear with us as we try to bring you the best we can in these difficult times. Listeners, before I begin the daily news briefing, I have an announcement for you. You can now listen to your favorite daily dose of news on Google Assistant. Yes, that's right. To access daily dose on your Google app, go through the following steps. First, ask your Google Assistant to play the news. Then, go to settings, click on add news source and look for daily dose. Once you find us, select it and adjust the order according to your preference. Now you are all set. All you have to do is tell Google to play the news and it should work. If you find this a bit tricky, feel free to tweet to us at newslaundry or write to us on contact at newslaundry.com. We are willing to help you. The number of novel coronavirus cases in India almost touched 20,000 this morning. According to data released by the Union Ministry of Health and Family Welfare, the figure stood at 19,984, which included 15,474 active cases and 640 deaths. A total of 3,869 people had been recovered and discharged till this morning. States across the country added over 50 deaths on Tuesday, which happened to be the highest single day toll since the start of the outbreak. Maharashtra reported the highest number of cases at 5218 and it was followed by Gujarat with 2178 and Delhi with 2156 cases. For the first time the number of active COVID-19 cases has fallen in the national capital since the first case was reported in the second week of March. On Sunday the total number of active cases was 1668. It fell to 1603 on Monday and further went down to 1498 on Tuesday. It is also after 2 weeks that Delhi did not see a single COVID-19 death. Delhi has seen 47 deaths owing to the disease so far. The union cabinet met at the prime minister's residence in New Delhi at 11 a.m. this morning to take stock of the current situation. The cabinet approved an ordinance to end violence against health workers amid the coronavirus pandemic. These non-bailable offences will carry an imprisonment and compensation to the victims. Announcing the decision, Union Minister Prakash Javrekar said that the accused can be sentenced from three months to five years and penalised between rupees fifty thousand to rupees two lakhs. In case of a grievous injury, the accused can be sentenced from six months to seven years and penalised between rupees one lakh and rupees five lakhs. In another development, Union Home Minister Amit Shah and Health Minister Dr. Harsh Vardhan interacted with doctors from the Indian Medical Association through a video conference this morning. Shah assured the doctors of their security and dignity at work during the coronavirus pandemic. IMA members had demanded a special central law against violence on doctors, nurses, healthcare workers and hospitals by an ordinance and to implement it on a priority basis. Following the meeting and the ordinance announcement by the center the indian medical association decided to withdraw its symbolic protest the west bengal government has committed to complying with orders issued by the ministry of home affairs regarding the nationwide lockdown in a late night letter written to union home secretary ajay bhalla bengal's chief secretary rajiv sinha assured that orders would be implemented under the disaster management act 2005 and the supreme court's directions 
His letter comes after central teams visiting Bengal alleged non-cooperation by the state government. An official from the Ministry of Civil Aviation has tested positive for the coronavirus. The ministry said in a tweet that the employee was present in office on April 15 and was tested positive on April 21. All colleagues who came in contact with the official were asked to go into self-isolation as a precautionary measure. Uttar Pradesh Chief Minister Adityanath on Tuesday directed officials to house the arrested members of the Muslim religious sect who had gathered in Nizamuddin in March amid the coronavirus pandemic in temporary jails if they are suspected of being carriers of the virus. The Tablighi Jamaat event held around the time India was beginning to enforce social distancing last month has since emerged as a major hotspot. Avanish Avasthi, the additional chief secretary of the state's home department, said in a statement that as many as 23 temporary jails have been set up in the state and testing of the inmates is being done. Maharashtra cabinet minister Jitendra Ahad has been admitted in the Fortis hospital at Mulund. The minister had been self-quarantined at his residence for nearly a week now. A hospital official confirmed to the Indian Express that he was brought to the hospital this morning but declined to comment on the issue further. Ahad has been admitted as a precautionary measure and will require a checkup for the coronavirus. Today, the Faridabad police in Uttar Pradesh arrested at least 5 people for beating up an Asha worker on Tuesday while she was conducting a door-to-door survey on behalf of the district administration amidst the coronavirus outbreak. An FIR has been registered against them under different sections of the Indian Penal Code with charges of rioting, unlawful assembly and obstructing public servant in discharge of public functions among others. The FIR has been filed at the Adarshnagar police station. Addressing the media, Dr. Raman Gangakherkar from the Indian Council of Medical Research on Tuesday offered some hope in the fight against COVID-19. Terming the progress unprecedented, Gangakherkar said, and I quote, Coronavirus is a new disease and in just three and a half months, science has shown progress and developed tests for the disease, unquote. He added that out of a total of 70 vaccine candidates, five have already gone into the human trial phase. He further commented that it has never happened before in case of any other disease. The government on Tuesday announced that it will conduct a telephonic survey to gather feedback from citizens on the coronavirus. Citizens accordingly will receive a phone call from 1921 on their mobile phones. The government urged everyone to participate in the survey and also cautioned them against pranksters calling from any number other than 1921. Dear listeners, as most of us continue to remain at home during the lockdown, have you ever wondered how our healthcare professionals are fighting the battle at the front lines? While many people are hunkering down and working from the safety of their homes, Do you know how difficult it is for our doctors and nurses to work during this crisis? To give you an idea of the struggle and sacrifices made by our dedicated healthcare workers, News Laundry's correspondent Pratik Goel brought this detailed report about a COVID-19 ward in a hospital in Pune. The report is titled Inside the COVID-19 Ward of Pune's Sasun General Hospital and you can read it on our website. But to come up with a report like this is not so easy. Apart from posing personal health risks, such stories also demand a good amount of time and resources. And to continue such work, we need your support. As many of you know, we at News Laundry do not take any advertisement because we believe when the advertisers pay, the advertisers are served, but when the public pays, the public is served. We have different subscription packages with the minimum one starting at 300 rupees a month. So please go to our website and hit the subscribe button. Pay to keep news free. Now let's move on to some international news on the coronavirus pandemic. 
The total number of COVID-19 cases all over the world has crossed 2.5 million. According to data put out by the Johns Hopkins University, the figure stood at 25,73,143, which included a death toll of 1,77,602 till 2 p.m. Indian Standard Time today. More than 6,88,000 people have been recovered from the disease so far. The United States of America continues to be the worst sufferer of the global pandemic with a case count of more than 8,25,000 and death toll exceeding 45,000. New York State, the epicenter of the crisis in the country, has reported over 2,50,000 positive cases and nearly 15,000 deaths so far. Outside the US, Western Europe is the most affected region. Italy has reported nearly 1,84,000 COVID-19 cases with a death count of above 24,600. Spain has reported about 2,4,000 cases and 21,300 deaths. The death toll in France has almost touched 21,000 and in the United Kingdom it has crossed 17,300. At a White House briefing, President Donald Trump has said he will halt the issuing of green cards for a period of 60 days due to the coronavirus crisis. Green cards provide immigrants legal permanent residence and the opportunity to apply for American citizenship. In a typical year, nearly 1 million green cards are issued in the US. Mr. Trump said the measure would protect American jobs. However, it is not clear how effective it will be as most visa services have already been suspended in the country because of the outbreak. Trump's critics allege that he is trying to distract attention away from his response to the virus. The US has nearly 45,000 deaths as we have already mentioned. Mr. Trump said the executive order with the decision was likely to be signed on Wednesday. He further added that the ban could be extended much longer depending on how the economy was doing. The United Nations has warned that the world is at risk of widespread famines of biblical proportions caused by the coronavirus pandemic. David Bisley, head of the World Food Programme, said in a video conference with the UN Security Council that urgent action was needed to avoid a catastrophe. The fourth annual Global Report on Food Crisis estimates that the number of people suffering from hunger could go from 135 million to more than 250 million. Those most at risk are in 10 countries affected by conflict, economic crisis and climate change. These countries are Yemen, the Democratic Republic of the Congo, Afghanistan, Venezuela, Ethiopia, South Sudan, Sudan, Syria, Nigeria and Haiti. Pakistan Prime Minister Imran Khan today underwent a test for COVID-19 after a well-known philanthropist who Khan had met recently tested positive. The results are expected to come later in the day. Faisal Edhi, the son of late philanthropist Abdul Sattar Edhi and chairman of the Edhi Foundation, met Prime Minister Khan last week to hand over a check for the coronavirus relief fund. Edhi, however, was later tested positive. Amid reports of faulty rapid testing kits for COVID-19, China has assured India of providing necessary assistance to fix the issue. This morning, the Chinese embassy in India tweeted a statement with the assurance. Yesterday, the Indian Council for Medical Research advised the states to not use the rapid testing kits for two days over reports of inaccurate results. India has imported almost 1 million kits from China to ramp up testing. However, besides India, several other countries have also reported problems with kits imported from China. The World Health Organization on Tuesday said that the novel coronavirus originated in animals in China, dismissing theories that it was produced in a high-security laboratory. 
Several conspiracy theories have linked a laboratory at the Wuhan Institute of Virology to the coronavirus pandemic. The United States, which has repeatedly accused China of concealing the origin and seriousness of the pandemic, is currently investigating whether the coronavirus actually originated in the institute. WHO spokesperson Fadela Cheb said at a press briefing, and I quote, All available evidence suggests the virus has an animal origin and is not manipulated or constructed virus in a lab or somewhere else, unquote. Now, let's move on to some other news and updates from India and abroad. Four militants were killed in an encounter with security forces in Melhura village of Jammu and Kashmir's Shopian district today. A police official told the news agency PTI that security forces had launched a cordon and search operation in Melhura on Tuesday after getting information about the presence of militants in the area. The official added that the search operation later turned into an encounter after the militants fired at the security forces. The security forces retaliated, triggering a gun battle. The dead militants belonged to the Ansar Ghazwat ul Hind outfit. One of them was the outfit's top commander. The encounter was carried out by a joint team of the Indian Army's 55 Rashtriya Rifles, the Shopian Police and the Central Reserve Police Force. The Criminal Investigation Department of the Maharashtra Police today took over the investigation into the lynching of three men in Palghar district last week. This came a day after the National Human Rights Commission issued a notice to the Maharashtra Police Chief over the case. The commission also sought a detailed report within four weeks, including action taken against the culprits and relief, if any, granted to the family members of the three men. Meanwhile, Maharashtra Home Minister Anil Deshmukh has shared a list of 101 people taken into custody in connection with the lynching and said that none of those arrested were Muslim. In a video message posted on his official Facebook page, Deshmukh said, and I quote, It is unfortunate that communal politics is being played following the incident. It is not the time to play politics, but to fight the coronavirus collectively, unquote. Amid the coronavirus pandemic, when millions are under lockdown, online streaming service provider Netflix has picked up nearly 16 million global subscribers in the first quarter of 2020. Netflix now has 183 million subscribers globally. Netflix's first quarter profit in 2020 more than doubled to $709 million from $344 million in the same quarter a year ago. Its revenue also jumped 28% to $5.7 billion. The company said it expects to add another 7.5 million subscribers in the second quarter. Facebook today announced that it has bought a 9.99% stake in Reliance-owned Geo platforms for $5.7 billion or Rs. 43,574 crores. The announcement came as the social media company looks to expand its presence in its largest market in terms of subscriber base. Facebook chairperson Mark Zuckerberg said the investment deal will help people and businesses in India create new opportunities amid the countrywide lockdown to contain the COVID-19 outbreak. Now, it's time for some homegrown stuff from newslaundry.com. Listeners, it's been almost a month since the lockdown began in the country, right? And we have 12 more days to go before it finally gets over. Is the extended lockdown getting on your nerves and making you miss the road? Has it disrupted your elaborate travel plans? Worry not, because if you can't go to the highway, Rocky, Mayur, Prashant and Abhinandan, the team behind shows like Highway on My Plate, Vital Stats of India, Jai Hind and Rocky and Mayur's Food Express will bring the highway to you. 
In one of our latest offerings, which is titled Highway on My Podcast, the four of them revisit their travels across India, sharing stories, anecdotes, trivia, and their recommendations on food, culture, people, and much more. In case you haven't tuned in already, please go to our website and do so now. In the latest episode, which is the seventh in the series, the team drives across Rajasthan and brings you some beautiful stories from different parts of the vast state. Listen and enjoy. That's all for today. Have a great day or a good night, depending on where you are listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes, and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs, and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. and subscribe to our youtube channel